This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Advocate Anele Goyia, uh, Commissioner uh, at the Public Service Commission, the PSC, urging all public employees to come forward and report corruption, promising that they will be protected in accordance with the Protected Disclosures Act. Goyia said, of course, also in, in a press conference detailing some of these issues, that moral dilemmas can occur when workers are pressured uh, and pressurized to compromise their values in order to meet work demands or when they witness unethical behavior by some co-workers. Well, that's the Public Service Commission, and of course the Public Service Commission deals there uh, ultimately with what goes on in the public service, takes almost a temperature gauge, you know, has, has, a, has, a, has sort of like a gauge and, and puts it into this thing called the public service and, and gauges and, and, and comes back to us, which is the public and the citizenry of South Africa, and says within the quarterly bulletin, of course, and this particular quarter, quarterly bulletin calls the pulse of the public service, and that's exactly where their mandate is. Let me bring Anela into the conversation. Anela, welcome to Power 98.7. Welcome to Power Perspective. How are you? Uh, good evening to you and good evening to the listeners of Power FM. I'm doing well, thanks, and how are you doing? I'm, 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 I'm very, very well, Anela. Anela, uh, you know, the, the, the report would have, and you would have been engaging this report, I think, last week. Would, would I be right? Yes, it, it would have been. It would have been sometime last week. So very fresh in people's minds. Very fresh, of course, in 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 the content that that you would have delivered. Yes, uh, it is indeed uh, still fresh. Mm. We released it last week, uh, Wednesday. Yeah. And uh, as we normally do on a quarterly basis, as means of uh, accountability and transparency, mm. uh, as a constitutional body. Mm. That is accountable to the pal- to, to 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 the public. Mm. We 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 always account in terms of the work that we are doing, mm. and uh, this bulletin called the pulse of the public service. Mm. You have put it correctly to say we listen to the heartbeat mm. of the public service, mm. and uh, we we make our own observations and mm. we make recommendations in terms of making sure that the public service functions mm. uh, in an efficient and an effective manner. Mm. I, have to, I have to tell you, Anela, that, um, you know, throughout my journalistic career, uh, I followed the Public Service Commission uh, very, very closely, amongst others, because you had some great, great, you know, communication people working in that particular space. And, and over the years, I think, what they, how they have communicated the Public Service Commission uh, has been has been pretty pretty has been pretty 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 well. You've got you've got some really good communicators within that particular space, and and a journalist like myself over the years has always taken you know seriously the work that has come from the commis- commissioners within the Public Service Commission. So I've always. I've always looked at whenever I can, you know, the reports that emerge because ultimately what what you are reporting to us, which is now the citizenry of South Africa, is how how those who are employed by the state, how they engage, who they're engaging with, 
what they what their tools are, what their resources are, and whether they're using those particular resources in a functionary manner that ultimately leads to the kind of services that I suppose uh, people on the on the other side would 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 get. Um, and and in a broad term, that would that would ultimately be it, wouldn't wouldn't it be? Yes, of course. Uh, it's a uh, it's a very important uh, part of the work of the of the commission, as mm. mandated by Chapter Ten yeah. of the Constitution. Uh, our role is to ensure that uh, the basic values and principles that govern public administration are adhered to mm. throughout the public administration. Mm. And uh, uh, to to ensure that uh, all employees of the public service maintain a high moral uh, uh, standard and a high standard of professional ethics to maintain uh, that uh, in ensuring that uh, all members of the public receive Mm. the services that I do to them. Mm. So it is quite an important job that we are doing mm. and uh, we appreciate it when we get platforms like this to be able to account to the people in terms of the work that we are doing let me let me start off excuse me let me start off with a with a question do you do you feel that you know the the necessity to have the protected disclosures act um you know do you, do you feel that um one you know, you you could you could engage it in two ways. You could engage it and say, you know, if morals and ethics were in place, one one didn't need, uh, you know, and and all sort of things worked. One didn't need to have a protected disclosures act. Um, in essence, when you do need a protected uh, disclosures act, and you lean on it as hard and as heavy as we do sometimes. Then, then things might be going in the wrong direction. Or are you of the opinion, and is the the Public Service Commission of the opinion that no, 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 it's a necessary evil, so that whenever and whoever comes forward is ultimately protected in a way, so that there's no two ways or conversation about it. We understand from the beginning what 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 needs to happen around that particular space. Yeah, no, thank you very much. Uh, in fact, an ideal society. Mm. Uh, is a society that is crime-free, that is corruption-free, a society that uh, has got ethical people. Mm. Uh, We need uh, citizens to be upright, Mm. and uh, we need people to know that uh, they don't take what does not belong to them. And uh, we we need selfless public servants whose loyalty is only to the Constitution and nothing Mm. else. Mm. However, the current situation that we find ourselves in, we find the situation where people are loyal to themselves, mm. they are loyal to their pockets, they are loyal to 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 to, to their own families, and they don't care about the members of the public. Yeah. And I must state that it's not all public servants. We've no, of got course. upright public servants. In fact, the majority of public servants a good public servant. Mm. Those are called to the service of the people. Mm. But the few people who do all the wrong things, uh, those that we would call the rogue elements, mm. you, would, you would understand that they would always uh, uh, prevail uh, in terms of their wrongdoings. Mm. Because when the Auditor General, for example, says 
the books of the department, a particular department, they are not in order. There's a disclaimer of all the opinion and so on and so forth. That binds even those people who have done everything diligently. And but because of the few people who have misbehaved, mm. few people who have mismanaged public resources, and then all of them are bound by the same belt. And then they would say, a particular department, uh, their books are not in order. Mm. Anela, let me let me ask you a question that maybe you you are not you know I'm going to get to the report, but I just want to start with the the the, the broad analysis of things. Um, maybe this is not something that you know is either dealt with by the Public Service Commission and or maybe you have engaged it. When we when we do talk about the Public Service uh, and 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 the Commission in this particular instance, do you also take a view? on whether the public service is bloated and or functional and or not. Because there's always this debate going on in society when when public services when public servants are looking for, you know, additional funds and funding and salary increases, then, you know, unions will argue and say you know, yes, uh, the, so our public servants are struggling and, and the, you know, the strain under which they work and the load under which they work. And then there's a very different opinion that says, yes, but, you know, the, if if only public servants would do their work, what you're doing ultimately is when you say you're throwing, you're throwing good money after bad is where two people could have been functioning and doing something, you have four people who are now suddenly in a, in that capacity and and you get a public service that's bloated. Is is do you and the public service commission, you know, do you form an opinion around those kind of conversations as well where the size of the public service is is considered and and the and the functionality then and the and the not just the functionality but then also the 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 sort of production line of that public service and how and how functional they are do you do you also work around those those particular aspects you, you know the, the difficulty that we always find uh, when you discuss the issues of the size of the public service mm. is that the bloatedness of the public service always comes when there's a fiscal fiscal challenge, mm. uh, when 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 there's money in, in government, uh, uh, no one talks about the bloatedness <laughs> of the public service. Mm, yeah. And uh, there's people who get appointed left, right, and center, mm. uh, which is a problem. Mm. And uh, we lack prioritization. Mm which is a very important thing because we need to put priorities mm. and say these are our priorities. Yeah. And then when we have put our priorities, we say in order for us to reach or to achieve these priorities, mm. this is the size of the public service that mm. we need. Mm. These are the hands that we need. Yeah. But most of the time you will find out that uh, there's a whole lot of money that goes to waste through consultants. Mm. Where departments would go and 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 hire consultants when they have employees in house mm. who are employed to do that work, mm. but because most of the time you would find out that uh, some of the skills are misplaced, mm. 
uh, you take a teacher, you appoint him as a municipal manager. Mm. You 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 take a lawyer, you go and make him a CFO. Mm. You know such things uh, where people are misplaced. So before you start about talking about the bloatedness of the public yeah, service, yeah. you first need to match and place the current employees mm. against the, the 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 jobs that are there, as well as their profiles in terms of what they are qualified to do and what they are capable of doing. Mm. In doing that, then you will be able to capacitate the state. Mm. That is then only the time where you will say, okay, we've got these many people who are uh, who, who are additional to the staff establishment, mm. then that would result to a bloated public service. Mm. So that's the argument that we are raising in terms of that. But if we just say uh, in a blanket way mm. that the public service is bloated, we will miss the point. Yeah. We, will, we, will, we will lose the skills that we need. Mm. Because... What happens now, the attitude is that every post that becomes vacant must be freed. Mm. Austerity and measures. You see, yeah. Mm. And if you do that, uh, you might lose a, a, a critical uh, post uh, because you, you have to freeze. Mm. And you must uh, first go and make a request to National Treasury uh, and make all and, and advance all the reasons why this particular post needs to be to be to be filled. Mm. So 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 that's the that's the problem with within this argument of the bloated public service. Sure. So we can neither say the public service is bloated with only looking at the wage bill and not looking at the heads that are there and the hands that are there in mm. terms of the work that needs to be done. Mm. For example, you go to an office of home affairs. Yeah. There are 12 counters, service mm. counters, mm. and only five service counters are men. Mm. And then, but we're still saying that the, the public service is bloated. When you get in there and you start inquiring, why are we not having all 12 people? Mm. No, the posts were reduced and so on and so forth. Mm. You see, but the, the number of people who need services is growing. Mm. And we want to reduce those people who have to deliver mm. services to the people. So that's the argument we are advancing in terms of the uh, bloatedness of the public service. Commissioner, when, where do you make a distinction as the commission? And, and, and I'm sure you do, because you, you speak in the report to it and you speak a lot about it. You talk about the moral dilemmas and the ethics. That's the, that's the one thing when you talk about whistleblowers and, and, and what's going on and how, you know, uh, they need to be protected. And so, and, and, and that's the one aspect of how people, you know, need to also engage themselves in their work. And you say it's actually a moral obligation for, for somebody and it's, and, and they bound by almost, you know, the, the, the sort of contracts that they sign. So, there's there's the there's the skills that you have now spoken about the skills that the public service needs and then on the other side you've got the moral dilemmas and the the ethical side of of both of it do you how do you begin to or do you begin to measure both of them how do you weigh them up when you when you get to you know um when you get to, for example, a, a report called the Pulse of the Public Service, how do you measure moral dilemmas and and 
ethicalness within within the public service do you do you do you do you do you look at zondo commission you know examples do you look at the 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 sort of corruption that's going on do you look at what's going on with whistleblowers do you look at you know crime statistics or whether government is is dealing with with corruption within its ranks even maybe when there is corruption you know how do you make a distinction in in a in in a report of and you call it the pulse of the public service i can understand it when you talk to the skills and you say okay you know we need to cut the lawn it's it's three meters by four meters. We need one person there. Fine, I understand that particular practical you know yeah. knowledge of that. When you get when you get to the moral dilemmas and the ethical side of things, how how are you engaging in that particular space? What and how are you measuring? Yeah, look, uh, there are simple things that. Uh, 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 cause or that lead to immorality. Mm. One example that one can make is that uh, you find uh, elderly people queuing in a clinic. Mm. They are queuing for a service. Mm. Uh, there's two nurses there. Mm. And uh, both nurses decide to go on, on lunch at the same time. Mm. Then they close the window. They tell the people, we are now going on lunch, we are closing, we must come back at two. Mm. You see? It, that's, that's, that's unethical. Mm. Because it, it, should, it, should, it should just come as a common sense to mm. those nurses that they must take their, their breaks mm. at different intervals. We could probably use a, a, a more a more serious example and say when somebody's about to give birth and, and you're about to take your, your lunch break and, and, and the person gives birth outside by themselves in the passage or in the dri- in the driveway. Uh, th- those those reports have happened. You understand? Mm. So, so so those are the those are the kinds of things that we 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 we, 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 we talking about. Mm. That firstly you must when you deal with a member of the public mm. Say this could easily be my mother. Mm. This could easily be my father or my brother or my sister. Mm. So if you have that attitude that says I have this particular relationship with this person on humanitarian grounds, mm. you will not stop servicing those people because you want to go on lunch. Mm. As much as we say people have got the right to take lunch hour, they've got the right to eat and so on and so forth. But they can make arrangements so that work does not stop mm. when they go on lunch. They can go with intervals. Mm. Sometimes you get to these institutions. Some of, some, for instance, uh, when we do these unannounced inspections, mm. you, you walk into a facility as a member of the public and you sit there in a queue and you listen how people are, are treated, you know. You listen to how people talk. Mm. to members of the public. Mm. And then you tell yourself, but these people don't belong here. Yeah. But they are here. Mm. So those are some of the things. But the biggest problem we have in the public service is that we don't have a process of onboarding where when we recruit people into the public service, we take them through these constitutional values and principles 
We take them through their constitutional obligations. Mm. We take them through the Bill of Rights. What rights people do have and what responsibilities do they have? Commissioner, can because I... Every can, right has a responsibility. Can I pause you for a second, Commissioner, because I just want to I just ask you a question at this particular point where you where you clarifying this point. And you talk about, you know, uh, you know, are these people, you know, do they properly belong here and then you start talking about you know that 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 phase of of bringing people in and beginning to lead them through you know their responsibilities the moral ethics and and see and 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 giving them you know that 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 whole one two three of what the jobs entail can i can i ask you a a question related to the economy in essence if you yeah. are trying, if you are trying to deal, and and this would speak maybe to what you have just been said, but I just want to see how you would respond to it. If you are a government in Gauteng, for example, and you are trying to deal with unemployment, and you are trying to hire as many people as you potentially can into the public service, and you and you 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 advertise for you know a million jobs. And and so you 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 know that's the that's the ideal and you and you want to do that and you in stadiums and you you registering people the the phase of of screening the phase of 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 is this the right person for the right job the phase of looking for skills is is almost taken away and you're dealing with the aspect of unemployment rather than the aspect of what me and you were talking about just now, whether there's a particular job that needs to be done, how many people need to do it, what is their skills level. And so you you are throwing and and, and then you, you will come back to the public space and say, we have hired 600,000 new intakes into the system and, you know, they will hit the street pretty soon. The problem is, is that maybe three quarters of those who are going to hit the street don't have those morals and ethics. What they were looking for is a paycheck. And, and because they're looking for a paycheck and a job, they took the job because not one, it's one that they wanted to do, not one that, you know, they had any interest in, but it would alleviate them from poverty. So as soon as they were in the job and they, and they began to get, get a paycheck, they cared less about morals and ethics. So, so you know, can you, can you just look at that dilemma for me for a second? Because that sometimes is, is the problem in South Africa where we've got a rate of unemployment that's really, really high. We need to put people in jobs. We're out there canvassing and then we're out there recruiting. And maybe, you know, so many of those that are being recruited don't care a hoot you know, Commissioner, about the things that you're talking about now as to those things that should be important to a public servant? Yeah, no, thanks. Look, you have a status quo Mm. and you've got an ideal situation. Mm. Now you have addressed the status quo. But an ideal situation is that the reason why when you employ Every time you employ a person, mm. you have 12 months that you give that person to be on probation. Mm. 
And in that 12 months, your responsibility is to ensure that you put this person on board in terms of orientation and uh, all the things that need to be done. Mm. You need to make sure that there is security vetting mm. at this particular person. Mm. Because you don't just take uh, a Z83 form and say there where the person says criminal record and then he says not applicable. <laughs> you need to go and verify. Mm. You have a responsibility to go and verify. If I give you a copy of a of 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 my 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 diploma from the University of Western Cape, mm. you need to go to South African Qualification Authority mm. to verify if that diploma is authentic. Because we know that there are people who are selling qualifications now. Mm. And they work with people inside those uh, institutions. Unfortunately, that's how uh, rotten our society has become. Mm. Now, you, you, you have that responsibility. Mm. Be, before the 12 months expires, you must have vetted that person. Mm. You must have orientated that person. You must have seen to it that this person is worth uh, the job. Mm. Then you confirm the person. Mm. And if you are not satisfied, you have every right given by law to release that person from service. Mm. So those are the things that we do not do. Mm. And mm. those are things that we are supposed to do to make sure that we, we get the uh, kind of quality of people that we need. Mm. Yes, we understand there are those jobs that do not necessarily uh, need technical skills and and competencies. Mm. But still, you need uh, committed people. Mm. You know how it pains one when you're driving and you see people uh, wearing red overalls Mm. at 9 a.m. I mean, Mm. not red overalls, uh, these orange overalls. Yeah. the public at, public works initiatives. Yes. Mm. At half past nine, they mm. are already lying on their backs under the trees. <laughs> mm. You see, and those people are employed for a reason mm. to render a particular service. Yeah, but because those people have not been orientated, there's no patriotism in them. Mm. When they look for a job, they look at the salary and not at the responsibilities. Mm. So we need to shift that paradigm Mm. and make sure that people first look at the responsibilities before they can consider the salary. Mm. From from where you sit, Anela, from where you sit, Anela, how how far are you how far do you think we are from that movement of the paradigm shift? Uh, because because I'm 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 looking at the report and we'll we'll talk about it now. You you you're saying in 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 essence where you begin to talk about you know uh, a failed state, for example, and I'll and I'll just use that particular example. You say. Uh, there are some efficient government departments, and and you use the terminology some efficient government departments, and you say, um, and that of course is some of the few reasons why South Africa is not a, a failed state yet. 
so so in essence you 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 acknowledging and I think you very publicly also then come out and say we are not saying South Africa is a failed state because there are some efficient government departments that work but but if you but if you've we've spoken of what's going on and what the public service looks at and the moral dilemmas and the practicality of it are we are we would you say at that tipping point where if we don't deal with the inefficiencies in the institutional structures if we don't deal with these things that you have just highlighted all along the way now how long can those some as you point out the terminology some efficient government departments how long can they hold out to to maintain you know this the slide that obviously is because if you look at public service commission reports over the years from the from the very first time you know th- there's been a publication of it the public service commission has always been pretty frank in in how it assesses the 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 public service and and ultimately then the state you know because that is the health of the state public servants are the health of the state and if the if, if public servants are not in a healthy position then the state is not in a healthy position how how do you how do you then over the years begin to put within the terminology of your reports the terms of a failed state so in essence even the recognition that you have you've suggested it's we are not there uh, some efficient government departments are doing their work that's why we're not there you still felt the need to begin to talk about a failed state how far we if 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 you could share with us and and how you know um dangerously are we on this balancing or uh, you know act that we have to that we have to keep that says if we don't do these things then then we've lost it yeah no thanks very much <clears throat> in fact we were making an observation mm. uh, from some academics who are already saying that South Africa is a failure. Yeah, because th- there's a debate out there. And yeah, the, yeah uh, and we are saying we don't believe that South Africa is a failed state. Mm. And we, we want to re- reiterate that mm. and say we don't believe that South Africa is a failed state. Because mm. if you look at the characteristics of the of a failed state, for example, mm. a, a, a failed state, there's, there are, there's high levels of insurgence. Mm. Uh, there's there's wars all over, mm. which we do not have here. Mm. You 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 have a situation, for example, where there are high levels of lawlessness. Mm. At least here, uh, it, it, it's not lawlessness, mm. but we have got a high rate of people who are breaking the law. Yeah, but then the law uh, is effective and efficient. Mm. We have a labor court that is efficient in adjudicating on labor issues. Mm. We've got a constitutional court that is efficient on deliberating on constitutional issues. Mm. We've got all levels of the judiciary Mm. that are not yet captured. Mm. In a failed state, you wouldn't have had a commission like the... Zondo. Zondo Commission on, mm. on, on State Capture. Mm. Uh, 
but the fact that we we could have that commission making those recommendations, uh, although at the level of implementation of the of the recommendations, there is a slow pace of implementation. Mm. But there is implementation mm. in a failed state. You wouldn't have uh, some senior politicians uh, getting in and out of court. Mm. Uh, because they are on trial for this or that uh, mm. other thing. So those are the issues that we are raising. You've got a public service commission that has a constitutional obligation to do its work without fear or favor. Mm. And the, 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 the commission is doing exactly that. You've got the uh, Office of the Public Protector. Uh, we can count endlessly uh, a number of institutions that are efficient. Mm. Although we have weaknesses, Mm, mm. For example, we've got good policemen that are committed to their work, but we've got criminal elements in the police, Mm. which we need to get rid of. But how do we get rid of those criminal elements? Mm. I mean, uh, elements is by ensuring that those that are doing good, they get at least a pat on the shoulder Mm. to say, well done, Mm. so that we encourage even the wrongdoers to see that doing good uh, uh, as a reward. So those are the issues that we are raising, mm. you know. And uh, we, we still have an efficient uh, uh, public health system, although it's uh, in a weaker state than mm. it was, mm. but at least it's still efficient. There are some of the, uh, uh, there are some of the public institutions that can stand toe-to-toe with, uh, with the private institutions mm. at the level of health. Mm. Uh, and education and so on and so forth. So the concept of a failed state is not yet applicable. Mm. But then if we leave the country mm. to to divert from its core commitment of the National Development Plan, mm. then we may find ourselves there. Mm. Now, what gives hope? There's a framework on professionalization of the public service uh, that is underway. There are those discussions now to professionalize the public service. Mm. Uh, That gives hope because if public service is professionalized, it means public service will belong to professional bodies. Mm. You know when, uh, when people belong to professional bodies, if a lawyer steals money for road accident funds, he gets struck off the roll, mm. he's unemployed. Mm. He's gone out of the system. You see? Mm. So if we have that even in the public service, people will know that uh, doing their job diligently mm. is not a choice, mm. but it is a must. So we, we are uh, gradually uh, trying to rescue the country mm from uh, the verge of collapse mm. and uh, also to make sure that the the country gets value for money mm. you don't employ people to to warm the seats mm. uh, in offices and then you appoint consultants to do the work that is supposed to be done by those people who are getting salaries on a, on a monthly basis and mm. you still pay for those Consultant. Mm. So those are all the issues that we are trying to deal with and we are advising government accordingly in terms of making sure mm. that we, we, we do away with those wastages.
Does it does it bother you, Commissioner, that over over the years, um, and let's use the terminology weaknesses. I, I I I like the terminology that you've that you've 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 raised in 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 essence to to the failed state scenario. You talk about the weaknesses in education, the weaknesses in health, the weaknesses in the policing system, and so forth and so forth. Let's let's talk to those weaknesses. Does it does it bother you that? Time and again, over the years that the Public Service Commission has been ha- handing out reports, in essence, you are dealing with weaknesses that are becoming more glaring, and and the cracks are getting more deeper, and and it's not going the other side. So so irrespective of you know report after report after report that that emerges and all the warning signs that you give and all the recommendations that you talk of. Ultimately, when you look at your reports, in in essence, it it's nudging towards the the wrong way instead of the right way. Does it does it bother you that that's you know the 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 way things are going, irrespective of what gives us hope and 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 you know if if we professionalize the public service and all of those things, report after report from the public service commission has highlighted to government that, you know, if things were 50% in the last report, they at 48% now. If they at 48% now, they're probably going to be at 46% in the next report. Does it bother you that that seems to be the trajectory? Well, it, it bothers us uh, that uh, our recommendations are not implemented. Mm. But then we... we, 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 we what 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 consoles us is that half the time we always get vindicated. We make recommendations. Uh, we always identify problem areas in our findings, mm. and we recommend how those problem areas can be dealt with. True. And our recommendations are not implemented. Two three years down the line. Something uh, major uh, pops up mm. that is related to the recommendations that we made, mm. and the very same departments they go back. They say well, anyway, the Public Service Commission made some recommendations here. Let's go and look at them. Mm. Then they implement them. Mm. But now, the 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 good thing about it is that there's a Public Service Commission bill that is in Parliament as we speak. Mm which we are hoping and praying that will be passed before the end of this year. Mm. One of the things that that Public Service Commission bill is, is, is doing is to give the Public Service Commission the same powers as the public protector, that our oh, brilliant. brilliant become enforceable. Brilliant. Which is going to be helpful because in the event our recommendations are not implemented, mm then we can take a legal route, pursue a legal route to make sure that those recommendations get implemented. Mm. Because I can tell you some of the things that are happening in other, in some departments, they would never have happened had they uh, considered the recommendations of the Public Service Commission and implemented them. Mm. Do you, do you find that sometimes, you know, the, the you you we are the the the, the the circumstances in which we find ourselves determines sometimes 
what what is going to emerge in in a report the pulse of the public service and and sometimes there are certain givens we we live with an unstable political system um there's there's an ailing economy there's brazen corruption and organized crime all of all of these things are mentioned are mentioned in the reports where it says the cracks you know have been showing for a long time uh, when you when you do a report where some of the things are are sort of within you know a a, a time frame and a, and a space within you know those kind of things unstable politics ailing economy brazen corruption organized crime um you know it 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 leads to a particular report that you can't that you can't ignore it's it's going to go one way you know um do you find that those particular things also play an impact on on issues regarding public servants their behavior and and how the public servants or the public service then interacts with with you know its clientele yeah you look <clears throat> our belief is that a uh, uh, fidelity to the constitution and to the principles uh, that are espoused in the constitution is the way to go uh, if mm. all if all South Africans were committed to the constitution, we wouldn't be having we would be we wouldn't be talking about political stability. Because it would mean everyone I mean political instability. Because it would mean that everyone has got the same vision. Mm. So it would that say we are a multiplicity of voices. Mm. but delivering the same message. Mm. Now, the problem is that we, we, we always argue even about the same constitution. That's why half the time you would find people keeping the constitutional court busy mm. because they struggle to interpret their own constitution and they would want the constitutional court to interpret the constitution for them in terms of... Uh, uh, what are our rights and what are our, our responsibilities? So what, what is what is what is important is that uh, we we need to find a way of bringing our society together. You see, mm. and uh, make sure that uh, our commitment is to serving the people and not commitment to serving ourselves. And if we all can be at that uh, particular point, we will have a very uh, stable country, Mm. you see. Mm. Because Mm. South Africa is a country, has a lot of potential. Mm. And uh, we just need to unleash that potential. And for us to unleash that potential, we need to be a united front to ensure that uh, uh, we live to serve the people of this country. Sure. Anela, let me... Tabiso has been holding on and I think wants to ask a question. Tabiso? Tabiso Tenyane, how are you, sir? Fine and you, Bob. I'm good, bro. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you, you, you're listening and, 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 and you want to comment, Chief. I always, I always listen to you and, 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 and your engagement are, are solid. I, appreci- I, I, I appreciate I, it, Chief. I, 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 
I've listened to the conversation. Mm. But um, what I want to pose to the speaker currently mm. is um, how do you manage nepotism? Mm. Because when you put a 12 months probation period mm. and it was on a nepotism, the challenge is that person who mm. appointed either his relative or the person they wanted in that particular position, mm. they will never necessarily say it didn't work. Mm. And therefore then, um, as a consequence, um, um, and as a consequence, therefore then it, 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 it creates a situation that the criteria set mm. does not necessarily become effective. Got you. But also the current speaker then has has defined what could be a definition of a failed state. Can the state itself define that? Mm. Right? Mm. The people who have not been served um, on the basis of of what they expect from the state mm. are the ones to say whether the state has failed to give them what they are supposed to give them mm. or not. Mm. So, so, so it's, it's going to be a very subjective definition of what a, a failed state mm. is or it is not. Mm. You can't say there is a war or there is no war and because a failed state is unique to an individual country mm. that it is expected and set its manifesto around how it wants to serve the its own people or citizens gotcha. going forward. And 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 those are two fundamentals that we're saying it is not about how we define things. Mm. It's about South Africans engaging in what direction should we take as a collective. Tabiso, I'm going to leave it there. Let me take Tao in Pretoria. Tao? Yes, Denzel. How are you, brother? I'm good, brother. How are you, Chief? I'm good. Look, Denzel, I'm, I'm very disappointed, to be honest, with, with the commissioner on his comprehension of what is a failed state. And I'm just going to be very blunt and clear with him on simple things. He mentioned the Public Service Commission. Can he tell us how many public officials are on suspension going for at least three years or four years or five years on full pay? Mm. Another thing on the Zondo Commission. The Zondo Commission, now it has been challenged in court and everything, and most of the guys were implicated in the Zondo Commission. None of them. None of those high political uh, officials are basically going in court and responding or answering to these challenges. The second thing on the Labour Court, he's referring to the Labour Court to say the Labour Court is effective. He doesn't know what he's talking about. If now, Denzel, we are to refer a case to the Labour Court, we are likely to say that the Labour Court in 2027. Do you call that justice? A poor woman who has been dismissed unfairly on baseless grounds, the CCMA ruled otherwise, and now he reviewed the case at the Labour Court. That person is likely to appear at the Labour Court in 2027. I'm talking to you about the current situation. 
So a failed state cannot be interpreted in this narrow, naive manner. Tau in Pretoria, Lazarus in Limpopo, Lazarus? Hi, Mr. Denzel, how are you? I'm good, Lazarus, how are you, man? Hey, man, you know, I'm very happy every time when I hear, uh, you know, I always intervene when there's complaints and people are at unrest. Yeah. But it is desirable that the world's total food supply should be increased. And increased in any way whatsoever. But let us always remember that from a political point of view, the most satisfactory kind of increase Mm. is one which does not involve a natural monopoly by especially favored nations. Lazarus in Limpopo. Anele, failed state. <laughs> and, and I suppose it's a contested, contested, contested terrain. Um, the, 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 one, the one element just practically being that suggests that the definition of a failed state is also one that would be proposed by the recipient of those services. So, so, so if somebody has been on a waiting list for you know, 30 years and, and still hasn't been able to get a house and, and their life hasn't got better. To that particular individual, the state has failed. You know, and, and what is, what is your, 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 your opinion on, on the comments around a failed state? Yeah, look, I think we should, we should, we should, we should differentiate between mm. a failed state and a failing state. Mm. Because those are two different concepts. Mm. A failed state is not functioning at all. There's mm. no security, there's no government, there's nothing. There's just unrest right through. Mm. That is a failed state. We are not at that point. Mm. We may say we are failing to deliver mm. on our mandate in some instances. Because even if we say, for example, if you talk about the... The, the issue, like the example that you are making of, 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 of a house. Mm. Some of the people have received houses. Mm. And uh, some of the people have received quality houses. Some of the people have received low-quality houses because of uh, the elements of corruption in the, in the supply chain. So, so those are all the elements that are there mm. that we cannot run away from. But for us to condemn our country into a failed state when there is still some action that is happening, people are getting social grants on a monthly basis. But there are areas where there would be problems, where they would be told that, uh, no, the, the post office is closed, uh, you can't get your, 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 mm. your money. And 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 and, and some would argue, and some would argue, Commissioner, that the, the that the fact that you know we have so many people on a on a, on a social grant, and and I don't want to talk about the historical context of how we got to the social grant and how it uplifts people, that the the mere fact that we've got so many people and that number is growing and growing and growing and the unemployment number is is retracting suggests that, you know, in, in essence, we're not creating the jobs, we're putting more people on, on, on welfare. And that, in essence, is just a failed state, in essence, because we, we're, not, 
we're not working the economy, we're not growing the jobs, we we're rather giving people, you know, handouts from 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 government. And and that's not to say that the you know the the the, the welfare that we're giving people at the moment is 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 not necessary because I you know I understand the historical context. But people would also look and say, even when you look at those particular aspects, you know, it's it's not something to go and 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 crow about. The the, the journey should be rather getting more people off uh, uh, these grants and more people into the employment. Yes, you are right. Mm. Uh, we we need to get as many people as possible to be employed. Mm. But then we cannot only rely on government to employ people mm. because you've got the private sector uh, that doesn't employ people, that exploits people, in fact. Mm. Uh, and uh, you've got many people saying, no, the laws of South Africa are too friendly to the to the workers. That's why some of the factories, mm. we had clothing factories in Butabelo, we had clothing factories uh, in somewhere in Timbaza, in the Eastern Cape, uh, in Queenstown, Zibeleni, uh, in, mm-hmm. in a whole range of areas. And those factories, what did they do? They just went across the border. Some went to Lesotho, some went to Swaziland, some went to, to, to Botswana, because they say the cost of labor is too high in South Africa, because there's a minimum that they cannot uh, go under. And because they want to maximize profit, mm. uh, they always uh, want to pay people the least they can pay them. Mm. And unfortunately, our government has been trying to protect those people. And to the detriment, of course, uh, of the jobs, mm. when people have mm. lost jobs in the process. But what I'm saying is that uh, at least we've got laws that are functional in the country. Mm. Hence, I'm saying... We, 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 we are failing here and there, but we are not sure. a failed state as a country. Uh, for example, the issue that is being raised of the of employees that are on suspension with full pay. Two weeks ago, we had a meeting at the commission where we took a decision that uh, we need to advise the Department of Public Service and Administration that uh, they need to adhere Sure. To the laws and the regulations of the country. And it is clear that uh, uh, when an employee gets suspended, you suspend because you want to investigate. Sure. Anela, I have to I have to go to the news, Anela, and I'm gonna say thank you so much for coming on to Power Perspective tonight. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.